What's up guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Finding Faith. We're going to be starting a new series today. We're going to be going over the books of Luke and Acts. And something that I think is really interesting is Paul and Luke were traveling companions at the time. They were on a missionary journey. And so the same time that Paul is thrown in prison, uh, he writes Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Luke is writing the books of Luke and Acts. And so I just thought that was really interesting. They were written at like basically the same time. And so we're going to see what Luke has to say. And so it starts out, he gives like a little introduction and reason as to why he's writing this series. And then he's kind of going in chronological order of everything that happened. And he's trying to inform people. So he starts out with um, John the Baptist. And he goes over how he was born and how they came to know of John the Baptist. And then it's Jesus' birth foretold. And we start to get into Jesus and John the Baptist. Remember, they were cousins. And they were born like around the same time. So he just kind of goes over that. And then he says, like, Mary and Zachariah's songs of praise and how they're thanking God. And so, to dive right in, let's start with the introduction he has and the reason as to why he's writing the book of Luke. So I'm just going to read the first few verses. It says, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who were the first eyewitnesses and servants of the word. And so that was verses 1 and 2. He's basically saying, like, a lot of people want to know what happened and want to know about Jesus' life. And so he is taking in, like, eyewitnesses and people who, like, saw this firsthand, and he's just writing it all down. And so verse 3 says, With this in mind, I myself must carefully investigate everything from the beginning. So I too decided to write an orderly account for you, the most excellent Theophilus. So he's writing to, we don't really know who specifically he's writing to. He mentions that he's writing to Theophilus. And a lot of people think he was also writing to Gentiles because we believe that Luke was a Gentile himself. And so verse 4 says that's that you may know the certainty of the things that you've been taught. So basically, a lot of people are curious about Christ since the resurrection's happened. And he wants to write this book, which is basically Jesus' story in chronological order from the very beginning. And so it starts out with the birth of John the Baptist being foretold. And so... Basically, there's this dude named Zachariah, and he was a priest, and he was a very God-fearing man. He was strong in his faith, and he had a wife named Elizabeth. But because him and Elizabeth were so old, and Elizabeth could not give birth, she couldn't have kids, it was just them. And so, one day, Zachariah is alone in the temple, okay, it's just him and God, and he's visited by the angel Gabriel and Gabriel comes to him and he decides to share this good news you know it says in verse 13 of chapter 1 do not be afraid Zachariah 
for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Then in verse 15, for he will be a great sight in the eyes of God, and he is never to take wine or other drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Okay, spoiler alert, that part's kind of important where it says he will be filled with the Holy Spirit before he is born. Then it goes on to say in verse 16, and this is everything that Gabriel, this angel, is telling Zachariah, and he's saying, he will bring back many people of the Lord to Israel, and he will return them. And in verse 17, he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah, and he will turn the hearts of their parents to their children and all the disobedience. So basically, he is going to be a big part in God's plan. He's going to have a big piece of the puzzle, and he's going to bring many people to God, and he's going to be this great, God-fearing Christian man. And so Gabriel just brought him all of this amazing news like he's going to be filled with god he's going to lead people to god you know he's going to be a joy to all and zachariah instead of having faith or rejoicing because of this news he questions god and he says in verse 18 zachariah asked the angel how can i be sure of this i'm an old man and my wife is well along in years so he's like, me and my wife are really old. We've tried having kids before. Like, it's not going to work. Like, how is this possible? And because of that, in verse 19, it explains, The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you about this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day that this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time so now Zachariah he cannot speak until the baby is born and so because he questioned God because he questioned his words he's not gonna be able to talk for months and then it goes on to say in verse like 21 meanwhile the people were waiting for Zachariah and wondering why he stayed in the temple for so long and so when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they realized that he'd seen a vision in the temple. For he was making signs to them, but he remained unable to speak. So basically, he came running out of the temple. He's like making signs. He can't talk. He's probably like waving his arms around. Probably looks pretty ridiculous. But he can't talk. And he had just seen this like angel. And there's just like so much that happened while he was in there and so then it goes on to say that when his service was completed he returned home and after after he got home his wife Elizabeth she became pregnant and for five months she remained in seclusion and she's like the Lord has done this for me and he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among people so she's really thankful for him and so, after that little section, we're kind of going to skip to, uh, like, Mary's section of the story. And so, in verse 26, it kind of skips, like, months go by between verse um, 24 and 25 and 26. You know, 
So it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth. So the same angel that told Zachariah what was going on is going to tell Mary the good news. And so Gabriel goes to see Mary, and he says his exact words, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And so Mary was greatly troubled with his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. You know, she's kind of nervous. She just sees, like, this huge angel standing in front of her, and she doesn't really know what to think. But he says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, for you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be a great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never, ever end. And so this is like really amazing news. You know, she's a virgin and she's going to have a baby all of a sudden and she's going to name him Jesus. And she just got like this amazing news about her son. And then she said, how will this be since I'm a, since I'm a virgin? And see, Gabriel could sense her faith. You know, with Zachariah, he, he didn't believe what Gabriel was saying. He was like, whoa, 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 like, this is impossible. Sorry, we're old. Like, it's not gonna happen. But Mary, she has faith in God, and she believes it. And so whenever he says, like, you are going to conceive, she's like, how am I gonna conceive since I'm a virgin? Like, how's that gonna work? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you will give birth to the most holy one who will be called the son of god and then he mentions elizabeth and he's like even elizabeth who's your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she is going to conceive and she's in her sixth month right now and the word of god will never fail and so mary answers like she's just told that this huge miracle is going to happen for both her and her cousin and she answers i'm the lord's servant may your words may be fulfilled and then the angel left her and so mary's like oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna go visit elizabeth and see what's up and so they got ready and hurried to the town where elizabeth lives and remember what we said earlier about the baby being filled with the holy spirit before he was even born well, it says in verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And so she, as soon as the baby heard Mary's voice, he leapt in the womb, and he, I guess he like kicked and they could tell that he was filled with the Holy Spirit and then Elizabeth is saying like the mother of the Lord should come to me because she knows that Mary's going to be giving birth to the Messiah and so this is kind of like a really amazing moment for them and what Gabriel said came true and so to move on this is Mary's song and this is how Mary gave her praise to the Lord and thanked him. 
She says things like, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior because he has been mindful. It says that he is the mighty one and his name is holy and his mercy extends to those who fear him. And from generation to generation he has performed mighty deeds with his arms and he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and he has lifted up the humble. So God is like all powerful and she's just acknowledging his name and acknowledging his greatness and trying to show how appreciative she is to him. And so Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. And so by now, Elizabeth is ready to give birth to John the Baptist. And so she has the baby and everyone's super happy. Remember, she was like, she's really old and they didn't think she was going to ever have a kid. And she finally has this kid and they're really happy. And they were going to name... They were going to name John the Baptist Zachariah after his father, but his mother spoke up and said no. She said no, he's to be called John. Remember, she's a woman speaking up, surrounded by men and priests and really important people, and she has the courage to say no and stand up for what she believes and stand up for what she knows is right. And then they said to her, well, no one among you like, none of your relatives have that name. Like, why would we name him John? Like, what's wrong with you, lady? Come on. And then, because um, Zachariah still can't talk, they decided to get him something to write on, like a pen and a pencil, so that he could decide what to name the kid. And so, Zachariah writes down, his name is to be John. And immediately his mouth was open, his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising the Lord. And so, basically, this kind of started spreading, it was kind of like spreading rumors, like everybody was hearing about this. And, you know, people, they probably haven't seen anything like this before. And so, it's like really cool to them, it's kind of a big deal. And they were all wondering, like, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. And everyone knows this. And then it goes on to say Zachariah's song and how Zachariah praises the Lord. And so his is a little different, and you're going to see why in a minute. So he starts out similar to Mary, you know, praise the Lord God of Israel, for he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation. So I'm just going to look at that phrase really fast and kind of break it down. So he has raised up a horn of salvation. You know, this horn, when you blow into a horn, sound comes out and it's for everyone to hear. So God has brought salvation for everyone, you know, to protect us from our enemies and from all those who hate us and to rescue us from those who try to make us fear. And so that's kind of the first section. And the second section, it's in verse 76, and it says, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord and prepare a way for him. And so he knows that his kid's going to be a prophet of the Most High, and he's going to prepare a way for Jesus, and he's going to give people knowledge of salvation, forgiveness of their sins. Like he's saying everything that his son is going to do and 
he says how his sun is going to shine on those who are living in darkness. Which, by the way, is something that we need to do as Christians. We need to shine on those and share God's love. Sort of the same way that John the Baptist did, you know. Like, John, he wasn't... He wasn't concerned with himself. He was just trying to share the good news with others. You know, he wasn't concerned about his name being big. Like, if someone asked him, like, oh my gosh, yeah, who are you? Like, are you, like, the Messiah? Like, you seem really important. He's like, no, I am nobody. Jesus is the only somebody that matters. And he would share the gospel with them. You know, he would seize every opportunity. The same thing that Paul talked about in Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians about seizing every opportunity to share God's goodness. And so that is basically all that we have in chapter one. It explains in the end how he grew up and he became strong in the spirit. He was strong in his faith and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. And so that is all of chapter one. And Next, we're going to be going over a little bit of Jesus' life, like the birth of Jesus and how John the Baptist gets a little bit involved in that. And so, that's all we got, so stay faithful, guys!